0: Welcome to the postseason, Bills Mafia. Welcome to the Just Believe Podcast. My name is Brian Ray. I am the full press coverage manager/editor for the Buffalo Bills. And in the words of the very famous, very fired-up former Indianapolis head coach Jim Mora. The Buffalo Bills are on their way to uh, playoffs. Don't talk about playoffs. That's right. Buffalo has clinched their postseason ticket after winning on Sunday night football against the Pittsburgh Steelers 17-10 to where Buffalo moves to 10-4 and putting the Pittsburgh Steelers in a very, very tough predicament to get themselves into the playoffs where they have to win out no matter what now. So after this game was concluded where Buffalo uh, won this game, this is the first time since 1999 that Buffalo has beaten the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is the first time since 1975 where the Bills beat the Steelers at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. And this is the first time since 1999 that the Bills get their 10th regular season win And there's only there's still two more games left to be played. Buffalo's gonna have a very tough schedule going up against two AFC East Division opponents, but they've got their double digit wins, they've got their postseason they've got their postseason berth. Now it's time to move on to next week, or actually this Saturday, where they're going up against who they're gonna be challenging for the AFC East Division, none other than Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Led New England Patriots. So do a do a small little recap, uh, focusing on the offense. Offense was a little bit atrocious at times. There's different times they couldn't move the ball. There's different times where they made horrible, horrible mistakes, questionable play calling. But they got the job done in crucial time, specifically. After the Steelers played uh, "Renegade" by Sticks, that uh, hype-up song that they get the fans get all pumped up with the terrible towels, and how do the Bills respond to that song playing? They drive it right down the field and they score, which would be eventually be considered the game-winning touchdown. Quarterback Josh Allen, 13 to 25 for 139 yards, one touchdown and one rushing touchdown as well. John Brown, the Bills' leading receiver, seven catches for 99 yards. He has eclipsed the 1,000-yard receiving mark for the first time. Uh, This is the first time where a Bills receiver has gone over 1,000 receiving yards since 2015 when it was Sammy Watkins. And then Tyler Croft, the tight end that the Bills signed in free agency, mainly more of a blocker than a receiver. He had the game-winning touchdown in the fourth quarter. That was one of Croft's first, first touchdown receptions since 2017 where Croft was a part of the Cincinnati Bengals that beat the Baltimore Ravens. To help the Bills get into the playoffs for the first time in 18 years that year. So it's kind of like uh, hey, I helped you out once, let's do it again. This time he was in the red, white, and blue. And now he's got he's part of a uh playoff team rather than stuck in Cincinnati that's kind of a dumpster fire as of right now. Looking at the defense, four interceptions, four sacks. Trey White, excellent, excellent game, other than one play where he was burned by Deontay Johnson and then an eventually stepped arm. Trey White was a shutdown corner in this game. I would I would consider he had his own island. He had two interceptions, including a crucial one, where the Bills found themselves down 10-7. to With the Steelers driving, he returns at 49 yards to help the Bills set up to get at least a field goal, which should have been a touchdown, but something is better than none. Jordan Poyer would have an interception late in the game. Buffalo gets the ball back, and they fail to get a first down. The ball goes back to Pittsburgh. And then Levi Wallace, the second-year corner out of Alabama, who has been kind of inconsistent this year. He's been burned on a couple of plays, but he's also played very well. He got the game-sealing interception that punched the ticket for the Buffalo Bills to play football in January. This defensive line, unbelievable pressure. Jordan Phillips, two sacks, including one crucial one on the Steelers' last offensive drive. Shaq Lawson got was the most consistent pass rusher On that defensive line, he also recorded a sack. And then Trent Murphy, very quiet. Kind of having like a down year, if you want to say. He got in there as well. He brought down Duck Devlin Hodges. Fun fact, Jordan Phillips, 9.5 sacks this year. He came to Buffalo with just 5 or 5.5 sacks in his career. He only trails Aaron Donald at the defensive tackle position in sacks. So, congrats to Jordan Phillips for having a great year. Hoping that he does more for this team and this defense. Tremaine Edmonds. Not Milano runs with Alexander. Awesome, awesome coverage. Awesome bringing the pressure to Hodges. Edmonds led the team in tackles once again. That kid is going to be a stud to come if he's already not. Not Milano had a better game than he did last week where he was found very – he was kind of hibernating, if you want to say, after that juke from Lamar Jackson. He played great, great coverage. He also helped stop the run. Alexander's kind of stepping up a little bit more. He's, he's – you know what it is He's kind of stepping back, letting Edmonds and Milano take – this defense and lead because Alexander, he's either going to be gone next year or the year after. He knows that. We all know that. It's time that he passes on the torch, if you want to say. So, overall, this Buffalo offense had 261 total yards. They won the turnover battle with them only having two, which was an interception and a fumble, compared to Pittsburgh's five turnovers that included four interceptions and a fumble as well when they were trying to get tricky with it in the first half of the first quarter. And they won the time of possession. So the Bills had just over 32 minutes compared to the Steelers, who had just uh, over 27 minutes. Great physical defensive football game. If you're a defensive guy, this was the game to watch. If you're an offensive guy, hey, the last game-winning play was because of the offense. But then again, that interception by Wallace was what officially sealed the deal on Buffalo's fate, which is right now 10-4. and Pittsburgh going down to 8-6. and Big different gap. Buffalo's in a much better predicament than Pittsburgh right now. And, and Buffalo not only will be in the playoffs, they have a shot. I, and I repeat, they have a shot to go for the AFC East Division title. So the next two games that the Bills have to play, they are at New England this Saturday at 4.30. And then the following weekend, they will be back in Orchard Park to host the New York Jets, who they haven't faced since week one where Buffalo came back uh, down 16-0. This is the scenario that has to happen for Buffalo to win the division. Buffalo has to obviously beat, beat New England, which is going to be tough. I can't remember the last time that the Bills beat the Patriots in Foxborough when Tom Brady was the starter. The last time the Bills beat the Patriots in Foxborough was in 2016 when the whole deflate-gate suspension with Brady him missing the first four games and Jimmy Garoppolo stepped in and then it was eventually Jacoby Brissett. Buffalo be the Patriots 16-0 in Foxborough. And then they have to go against the Jets, team they've already beaten this year. That organization is just... I don't even know what's going on there. But whatever it is, Buffalo should take advantage of it. Just beat down the Jets. It's Adam Gaze. Le'Veon Bell is a bust as of right now this season. That offensive line is not as good as it should be. The defense has crumbled slowly. Buffalo has a chance to win the next two games, which put them at 12-4. and four. Although, realistically, if I'm going to be honest, I see them winning one of these games, and I'm pretty sure we already know which one it's going to be. I think that the Patriots may get the best of the Bills. Doesn't mean I'm not going to root for them. Doesn't mean I'm not going to predict it. But, realistically, the Patriots own Buffalo. Tom Brady owns Buffalo. It's just historically true. And as much as it kills me to say that, when I because I've grown up in the era where the Patriots have dominated Buffalo, if Buffalo can go to New England... Make a statement. Even if they could compete with New England in Foxborough, that just shows you that Buffalo is a team that you do not want to see in the playoffs. And then if they beat the Jets, you know, they, they beat the Jets. They sweep the Jets. You know, they'll have swept the Jets. They'll swept the Dolphins. And then when it comes down to next week, they're going to have their hands tied. Just like Tom Brady and that offense. That offense is very, very... Very low. So they're gonna to have to go up against this Buffalo defense who has balled out this entire season. Like I said last time, the Bills defense is the reason why they're winning games. They're riding on this defense, they're riding them to make the big plays and set the offense up for a great field position. So Buffalo has to win out, and then New England, they have to lose out. So their next two opponents, they will be they're at home for the final two games of the season. They'll be hosting Buffalo and then Bills fans. If some, if the Bills can walk into New England and beat them, and Buffalo beats the Jets, you're going to have to cheer for the Miami Dolphins and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, for all you Bills fans, imagine if Ryan Fitzpatrick helped the Bills win the division when he's not even on Buffalo anymore. A couple years back, back in 2009, 2010, when he was there specifically, the first year he was there, he was a great quarterback. It's the Ryan Fitzpatrick cycle. You go in there, oh, you shine. The first three games, first four games, it is awesome. Fitzpatrick for MVP. Fitzpatrick is the man. And then it just crumbles down there. If Ryan Fitzpatrick can somehow get this Miami team and play spoiler for the Patriots, it would be an amazing thing for Buffalo. But it doesn't matter if Buffalo doesn't beat New England themselves. So the main target, main focus, New England, Buffalo, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Belichick, McDermott. This is going to be an exciting game to watch. The Patriots are one game ahead of Buffalo in the division. Buffalo's hungry. That defense is hungry, just like New England's. New England is much like Buffalo this season. They're riding on their defense because their offense is not there. While while the Bills' offense is developing in the right direction, it seems like New England is coming down. Think about it. Bad offensive line. No true number one threat. Um, on the outside for Brady, Brady is going to be Brady's forty-two years old. Julian Edelman surprisingly has dropped him in the ball out the last couple of weeks, so Buffalo needs to take advantage of this, if you want to call it, vulnerable Patriots offense. So definitely tune into this one, if, especially if you're a Bills fan. If 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 somehow again you have to basically wish upon a star, if Buffalo wins out and the Patriots lose out. Buffalo gets the number one or number two seed depending on Baltimore's fate. Imagine Buffalo getting a first-round bye this year after they were projected to go no more than six, seven, maybe eight wins in the offseason. That is a big slap into the mouth of all the analysts, all the reporters, all the writers that projected this Bills team to keep on rebuilding. Guess what? They're still in rebuilding mode. In case you forgot Josh Allen's only a second year quarterback. They have a rookie running back and an ageless Frank Gore running the ball. They don't have a very true number one threat. John Brown's the number one option this year, without a doubt. But when you look at historically, John Brown is, is a great number two, and he's developing a number one. This defense in Buffalo, led by the 21 year old Edmonds, they've got the sauce on the D line with Ed Oliver. They've got the great edge rushers. They've got this tremendous. Secondary led by Trey White and his goalie academy introduction, which by the way, that was awesome. Especially one of my the best the best intro to Sunday Night Football was Deion Dawkins. You already snow University loved it. You know the Bills haven't been on Sunday Night Football in a long time. Let them have a little fun, especially the season that they're having. It's so going back to it. Buffalo win out. No one gonna lose out. Buffalo's AFC's division champs. Now even if they don't win. They don't win the division. They're still in the playoffs. They're going to get that number five seed. They're going to lock it up, you know, and they're more than likely going to play either Kansas City or Houston. So the main focus, keep it towards New England, celebrate this victory against Pittsburgh. I'm sure that the entire Buffalo community and Bills fans all around the globe did not sleep at all last night because they were too busy celebrating. You know, however, I'm not going to point out the specifics of what they may be doing, but who can blame them for having a fun time after they watch their team clinch the playoffs for a second time in three years and just the second time in this century. So hats off to Josh Allen hats off to Sean McDermott hats off to Brandon Bean. This bill's organization is just getting started and what better way to make a statement than going to new England and smack around Brady and that Patriots offense. So thank you again this is the Just Believe podcast associated with full press coverage. Bills, let's do this. 10-4, and 4, let's get to 12-4. and 4. Let's do it. Let's go in New England. Let's shock the world. Let's beat Brady in his home turf, and let's do this thing. Thank you all again, and once again, go Bills, and welcome to the playoffs. they are making it happen now, You have got the spirit, a lot of spirit, yeah, You have got the spirit, just watch it happen now, hey.